0: Hello again, and thank you for joining us for Journeys in Grace. My name is Pastor Eric Hubbard, and today we we'll continue our series on the Bible: Words to Live By. As we've been on this series and researching uh, things within the, within the Scriptures, I just wanna just carry this point. I talk about this point as we get started about the Bible being our source of truth, our source of truth. For many today are, are discounting what's in the scripture. And I think I've talked about this before. And, and uh, this just just did not just start where even believers are questioning whether the Bible can uh, be counted on in our century, in our time. Is it outdated? Is it, have, do we have the ability to trust what's written in the word of God? So when we talk about the source of truth, we're talking about um, ensure a source of truth is a collection of data. In an organization where everybody gets their information from the same source, everybody in an organization whether it's a business, whether it's a church, whether it's a uh, uh, choir, everybody needs to be reading from the same source for chapter and verse, so that they can walk together, so they can uh, gather all of their information and arrive at uh, at uh, whenever there's a question to have that. Uh, source of truth, they all arrive at the same conclusion. They trust it. When you have a source of truth, you have, it's the information that you can trust. And this is what God has given us. The Bible um, has is filled with books and filled with authors who, many who gave their lives so that we could have this book to, to read and to study and to learn of God. And I believe it is God breathed. That's what the New Testament writer says, that uh, holy men were inspired To write the word of God. And then when you talk about uh, not only having the Bible written, but how that uh, uh, in the English speaking world in the 1600s and 1500s, men died. I mean, some were uh, they were beheaded, crucified because they had the the nerve, they had the, the fortitude to say, you know, men need the everyday person needs to have the Bible written in English. Because at that time. It was written in Latin and uh, uh, Greek and Hebrew. And most uh, people did not have, we didn't have, they didn't have the education that we have today. The Educational resources, the uh, concordances, and all of the many different versions of the scripture. That was just the original language, Hebrew and Greek. And then, of course, uh, the Catholic Church had their versions that uh, they had written. But it was, it, it was considered a sin. For men to touch the scripture and to put it in a language for the common man, and again, many were killed, not just imprisoned, killed because they knew within themselves that this was the thing that would free man, this source of truth, this source to where we find out about our Savior, about our God, and about what He has for us. So again. This is why I'm teaching, doing these short teachings on the Bible, words to live by, because it is. Uh, if we live by it, if we trust it, you will find yourself in a different place this time next year if we, as we learn to meditate and to read and to study the Word of God. So let's get started today. Our subject today is going to be about baptized, being being baptized and is it necessary. And I just want to tell you today that as we go through this teaching uh take the time out i list listed the scriptures as we uh at the beginning of the in the podcast in the title and in, in the content area I try to list all the scriptures that were we'll used today. take the time out to read them for yourself take the time out to uh study them and meditate on them so that you will have the ability to uh understand what God is saying what's being written what's the uh, the context and that's very important ha- read the scriptures in context. Because if you don 't get the scripture in context, you will be conned. Uh, the Old Testament writer said that uh, he, he spoke about that uh, the scriptures are written, and we gather knowledge from uh, uh from here little there little line upon line, precept upon precept, and what he was saying was that don 't just take a scripture and make and and, and uh, build your life on it. uh put your life on it, but take the scriptures and see search them out. Jesus told the uh the, the Jews and the Hebrews in his day he said search the, search the scriptures for in them you think you have eternal life but many of them they had taken the 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 uh the love and the mercy that God had had put into uh, the scriptures and had added to it and that's the wrong thing and the wrong idea so again let's go now let's go um, to the study of why be baptized let's start in Matthew third chapter 13th verse And we're going to start out by saying, again, the first question is, why be baptized? Well, the answer to that was Jesus was baptized. And we're going to talk about that in Matthew 3, 13 through 17. Verse number 13, then comes Jesus from Galilee to Jordan unto John to be baptized of him. But John forbade him. In other words, John asked him, when somebody forbade you, he said, no, don't do this. But saying, Jesus said to him, I have need, John said to him, brother, I have need to be baptized of thee, and you come to me, verse 14. Verse 15 said, And Jesus answering him, said unto him, Suffer it to be so now, for it becometh us to fulfill all righteousness. Then he suffered him, in other words, uh, then John baptized him. And what the scripture is saying here, and that Jesus submitted himself. The scripture says that how that uh, he submitted himself, he became a man. He, he he stripped himself. He became poor that we might be rich. Just consider what Jesus went through, being Lord and and God of all, uh, having the power to to heal. to to uh, he could have did this, at one point when the Romans were talking about how that uh, uh, they were getting ready to take his life. Jesus said, "I have the power to call a legion of angels if I wanted to be rescued." But I know my destiny. So as we read here, Jesus in in all points, he submitted himself. The Bible says he learned obedience to the things that he suffered. He suffered and, and he had no need as a son of God. But because he was submitted to the plan of God, knowing that if we follow his example, we will be as he is victorious we will be liberated we will be blessed and we can do the same things that he did if we walk and do the same things that jesus did how can we do that through receiving god's grace through walking in the uh and learning the scriptures by meditating and finding out who we are because it's not about being the perfect man or the perfect woman because we'll never be that way your is your spiritual your spirit man is because the old man as far as the spirit concerned has passed away and all things become new but we have to deal with our mind our will and our emotion we have to deal with our flesh and it wanting what it wants when it wants when it wants it and how much it wants so we have to deal with uh with 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 ourselves but when we submit ourselves and allow god to to, uh his the, the scripture to have precedent and we trust it as our source of truth then we will find ourselves, in a, as I said before, in a, in a much better place than we are today. And something that uh, just continues bubbling up in my spirit to tell to all, not only from, for you, but for me as well. It takes one touch of God's favor to replace our lifetime of labor. One touch. Just one touch of the power of God, of the faith of God, of the favor of God in any situation. He can do what it will take you a lifetime to try to work out and and position and and, and do all these things, trying to get yourself in a position where you could do this and, you know, strategize how you can move up or move over or move in. And in one touch of God's favor is worth a lifetime of labor. And 16th verse says, and Jesus, when he was baptized, went up straightway out of the water and lo, the heavens were open unto him. And he saw the spirit of God descending like a dove and lighting upon him. And a voice from heaven said, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. God was saying, my son submitted himself. He knows the plan that I have for him. And because he continues to submit himself and walk in humility, God said, I'm well pleased. I'm well pleased. All right. So the next question we got is, um, Why should we be baptized? Because we should identify. Baptism helps us to identify with Christ's death and resurrection. And this is in Romans 6 chapter, verses 4 and 5. And it reads, verse number 4, Romans 6. Therefore we are buried with him by baptism into his death. That like like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so, we also should walk in newness of life. Verse 5, for if we have been planted together in the likeness of death, we shall be also in the likeness of his resurrection. So as we are immersed immersed into the water, that's how we are buried. And when we are brought up out of the water, we symbolize his resurrection. And, And that, again, this is why we are baptized, because it's symbolic of Christ's death, going down into the water, his resurrection coming out of it, and we are to do this to, to identify with him. We want to be just like him. If you want to do the works of Christ, believe in him. Believe in what he told us to do. Then in uh, Matthew chapter 28, verse uh, 18 to 20, Jesus told his disciples, you need to baptize people. Because this is one of his, uh, one of his last things he told his disciples. And just think about it. If you're getting ready to leave, and uh the last thing you, you were getting you're getting ready to leave the earth and um think about all the things, important things that you need to tell your disciples, Jesus gave them this commandment in Matthew 28, 18. And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Then he gives them the commandment: Go ye therefore, teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father the Son, and the Holy Ghost. And then as we read in the uh, New Testament further on in the Acts of the Apostles, they were baptizing people in the name of Jesus. We're not going to get into a a doctrinal fight, doctrinal, if I can say the word, uh, fight about uh, baptizing in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, baptizing in the name of Jesus. We should leave the principal doctrines, and as we study the Scriptures, let's learn to do what the Bible says. It's so simple when we do what the Bible said to do. And not uh, build our tower and build the wall around us. That's why we have denominations today. Because so many churches and pastors and leaders, they feel like they need to, I'm going to build my little kingdom here because this is what, I have my one revelation. But why can't we all celebrate the revelation that all of us have? And find points that we can agree on. If we all agreed that Jesus Christ was was, uh, uh, born of a virgin, he lived a sinful life, He was uh, crucified on the cross, raised again on the third day, and sits on the right hand of the Father today. Then why can't we agree on the simplistic things that we know, rather than trying to find a point of fault or or argument? Because the church is coming together. There is now a revival that God is calling out. As we come out of this uh, COVID-19, as God begins to do great and mighty things, not begin but it's doing great and mighty things. People are being healed, delivered, called uh, out of sin, realizing that, you know what, this life is temporary. Everything we see is temporary. It's temporary. You look in the mirror and how you look today, check yourself out 10, 15, 20 years from now. You won't be the same person. Nobody comes in this life one way and ends uh, uh, comes in this life one way and leave the same way. You are going to go through and life is going to uh, uh, mold you. It's your choice in what you what what you are the mold that you fit in. But you are going to be burned in the fire of life. It's up to you to determine. Okay, what mold do I want to fit? Do I want to be fired and 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 uh, molded by God? Or Am I going to take what the world has to offer and let it? Let the winds and, and all the many directions and all the many poles determine what I believe. But if we go to the source of truth, which is the scripture written by holy men, has been tried and tried into over over thousands of years. Let's take that as, and it is, the word of God. So let's continue on now. The next, verse we want to go, next question we have is, who should be baptized? Who should be water baptized? And the scripture speaks about that in Acts eight thirty-five through thirty-eight. And the scripture says, verse number thirty-five. Uh, I just set this up. Apostle uh, uh, one of God, one of the disciples, um, Philip had went out. and He was going about. Uh, I believe Philip was headed down to Samaria, and he came upon a eunuch in a chariot. And we're going to read about him in Acts eight thirty-five. Then Philip opened his mouth and began at the same scripture. Preaching unto him, Jesus. Oh, what a, a marvelous thing to do is to have preachers preach Christ. There's so many things that's coming out of the pulpit today. Philosophies and politics. Now, no, we shouldn't bring politics into uh, uh, into the church, but we should take church to the politics. Why do you say that, preacher? Because we need saved, spirit-filled men and women in politics. We need saved, spirit-filled sheriffs and, and police officers. We need saved and spirit-filled judges and representatives. We need saved and spirit-filled principals and teachers. In every aspect of life, saved and spirit-filled doctors and lawyers and, and nurses, we need the body of Christ to be in every tower that, uh, that is in the earth so that we can occupy and we can do the thing that Christ has called us to do and finish this work so that our Lord can come again and take his church home. So let's continue now in verse number 36. And verse 35, then Philip opened his mouth and began the same scripture and preached to him Jesus. 36 says, And as they went on their way, they came unto a certain water. And the eunuch said, See, here is water. What doth hinder me to be baptized? And Philip said, if, if thou believe with your heart, and thou mayest, he answered and said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. Who should be baptized? The person that believes that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And he commanded the chariot to stand still. They went down, both into the water, both Philip and the eunuch, and Philip baptized him. All right? So who should be baptized? The person that believed that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. If you're not, if that, that child or that son or daughter doesn't yet have the understanding of uh, water baptism, I don't believe you should baptize infants. I believe you should dedicate them. I believe you should pray over them. I believe you should uh, uh, speak favor and love and protection over that baby or that infant. But until they come to the age of accountability, I don't believe, this is my personal opinion, opinion first Eric, so this know it's not written in the scripture. However, I believe that until you have the knowledge of who Jesus is, i don't believe you should be baptized that's a personal decision people do it yes they do however the scripture says he said what hinders me and the man and eunuch was able to answer the question and says does thou believe he said does thou believe and he says i believe that jesus christ is the son of god here he was baptized all right let's, let's read on and now i answer the question as we uh, going to just compound on what we just read. This is in the book of Acts, same book, 10th chapter 47 and 48th verse. And Peter asked them, as he Peter also went out and preached, and there was a uh, great stir among the people, and they received the word of God. And after they received it and received the Holy Spirit, in verse 47, Peter says, can any man forbid water? So in other words, he said, should anybody stop these people from being baptized? That these should, be not, these should not be baptized? which have received the Holy Ghost as well as we. He commanded them to be baptized in the name of the Lord. And so as we read through these scriptures today, just reading what the word says about who should be baptized, the person that believes that Jesus Christ is the son of God, when should they be baptized? After they receive the Holy Spirit. Uh, because baptism doesn't save you. Baptism is us a, is a symbolically being born into Jesus' death, and raised into his resurrection. Because, again, baptism is a um, a principle of the doctrine of Christ. It's a principle that we all should follow. And it does not mean that if you're not baptized, that uh, you won't go to heaven. Because if we read in the scriptures, in uh, the book of, I believe in the book of Matthew, I'm sorry, yeah, around the book of Matthew, Luke, I'm sorry, Luke 40 it says that, uh, um, while the three as the thieves were on the cross. And they asked a question. One of them, one of them asked a question about being baptized. And this is what, this, no, I'm sorry, this is not being baptized. This is about when he asked them a question about, uh, they were complaining as they hung there on the cross, Jesus hung between two thieves. And as, he, and as they hung there, one of them said, if you are the Christ, why don't you to save yourself and us? But the other brother that was on the cross, the other one who also was a thief, he said, but the other answering rebuked him saying, don't you fear God seeing that thou art in the same condemnation? In other words, he's saying, look, all of us being, uh, uh, in con- we are condemned to death. All of us, all three of us are going to die. But this man had a revelation of who he was hanging there with. See, it's one thing when you, many times we look at the situation and say, you know what? It's over. And that's what the disciples did. And I'm getting off the subject here a little bit, but they looked at him and said, he raised the dead. He fed 5,000 in one place, 7,000 in another. In other places, he raised, he healed everybody that came to him with any sickness, any malady. We saw him call Lazarus out of the tomb. We saw him. Raise the widow's son and stop the funeral and raise him. We saw him deliver the madman of Gadara. Stop him. We saw him walk on water. We saw, heard him call Peter out and Peter walked on water. And when they did and they looked at Jesus, they said, man, it's over. But don't you know, this was on Thursday, but Resurrection Sunday was coming. And this is what this brother saw. He said, you know what? we all three in the same condemnation. But I think I'm going to ride with Jesus. The, 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 uh, the world says, who are you riding with? Is this your ride or die partner? Is, is is the word of God your your source of truth? Is Jesus your live or die partner? Because if you are a believer, you have committed your eternity, not just your church going, or your church membership. It's good to go have a, a church to go to and be a member of a of a church that preaches the word. That spirit is filled. And, and, the, and the spirit of God is moving in that church. What a wonderful place to be. But think about this. In a thousand years. You're not going to be concerned about. Uh, what, what church you went to. You're not going to uh, be concerned about. Did your, or your uh, grandpa and grandma's name. On the end of the bench. But what is going to be important is. Did you recognize. Who Jesus is. Is he Lord? Is he Savior of your life? And this is what this young man did in the 41st verse. And he said, and we indeed justly, and, oh, and we indeed justly, for we receive the due rewards of our deeds. Again, these were two thieves. He said, but this man has done nothing amiss. He's done no sin. Hanging out on a tree, suffering just like Jesus. Being crucified just like Jesus. But he got a revelation of who he was next to. I wonder, do you have a revelation of who you have in your life? The the, the healer resides on the inside of you. He resides on the inside of us. The deliverer dwells on the inside of you. Jesus said, I'll be with you. Always. Always means forever. Forever. He says, we indeed justly for we receive the due rewards of our deeds. But this man had done nothing amiss. And Jesus said, he said, and rather he said unto Jesus, Lord, remember me when thou comest into thy kingdom. And Jesus said unto him, verily I say unto you, today thou shalt be with me in paradise. Now I want to tell you, what I'm saying is, this man did not have time to get baptized. He didn't he didn't have time to be uh, he didn't have time to go and and, and, and report to the elders or, or, and go and say, well, you know, what church, I want to be, I want to be baptized. No, he didn't have that time. And if we go over to Hebrews six chapter, I'm talking about the principles as we wind up today. This is in Hebrews six and one, because baptism is a principle. In other words, it's a doctrine that Christ has commanded the church to do. He said, therefore, verse 1, chapter 6 Hebrews, therefore, leaving the principal doctrine of Christ, let us go on to perfection. Not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works. He didn't say don't do it. He said, but these are the principal things. Start here. You start with repentance and a faith toward God. You start with the faith that God has given to each and every uh, believer. He gave over us the same measure of faith. And the second verse says, under the doctrines of baptisms. We were baptized into his death. We we're baptized into, in water baptism. And we we're baptized with the Holy Spirit. So he's saying there are different baptisms. However, uh, these things are the principles. He said we have to go on. Then in the latter part of that verse says, and of laying on of hands. Laying on of hands is a principal doctrine. Is it called When you, if you're feeling sick, call for the uh, elders of the church. And to finish that out, and of the resurrection of the dead and of eternal life. And so, these are principal doctrines that we will teach on uh, as we move forward. But these doctrines of repentance from dead works, which brings forth salvation, faith toward God, because without faith it's impossible to please him. Doctrines of baptism, as we symbolize that we are um, uh, uh, following, copying, duplicating, as Christ died on the cross and was resurrected from the dead, we are baptized into the water and resurrected into life. Then, of laying on of hands, of the resurrection of the dead many people believe they don't believe in uh, uh uh they don't believe in the in not not resurrection but they don't believe in the rapture some people believe that you know what we're going to go through the tribulation again that's another teaching going down the line and then he talks about eternal judgment all of these things are doctrines which we as believers must grab the principles of them know them but then we have to move on ha- have these principles and, and knowledge of them, but we want to have the knowledge that Christ is first. We have to preach Christ, believe Christ, and everything we do. And somebody said, what do you mean, preach and, and believe Christ? We must receive the grace of God. The scripture says, the law came by Moses, but grace came. Jesus presented grace because he is grace as I said before, by grace are we saved, and that not of ourselves is the gift of God. Book of Ephesians. So let's today receive the gift of God, this loving gift. And and you have the opportunity, be baptized. The scripture said, be baptized, every one of you. Be baptized, not only in the Holy Spirit, which which is a principle that we need. One of the principles that we need to have the power of God. If you want the power of God in your life, be baptized in the Holy Spirit. Don't be afraid. God has never given his children a gift to hurt them. Some people are afraid that the Holy Spirit is freaky. Is, you know, it's weird. I go acting weird and all these different things. Uh, uh, child of God, the Holy Spirit was sent to comfort you when you're broken, when you're weak, when you're down, when you missed the Mark. And we were all going to be in those places at one time or another. But he's here to comfort us and remind us, as 1 Corinthians 12, 9 says, 2 Corinthians 12, 9 says, his grace is sufficient for his strength is made perfect in our weakness. I pray you've gotten something out of the teaching today. Be blessed, be healed, be delivered. Anybody not saved today, I just pray, Father, that your healing virtue, your deliverance from every disease, from every uh, hindrance, God, we pray for those who may be bound, yet bound in sin, Father. Yet bound with a habit. Yet bound with a uh, 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 something they see is unbreakable. But you are the chain breaker. You are the yoke destroyer. You are the chain destroyer. You bring peace to troubled mind. You bring deliverance, Lord God, to souls that are that, that are enchained, because you came in the form of your Son, bringing peace. Jesus said, I have come, that you might have life and that more abundantly. We thank you, Father, for this word. And we pray all that have heard it, it will be a blessing to them. And we thank you for it again. In Jesus' name, amen.